This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. I'm Helen Farmer and this is Farmer's Kitchen here on Dubai Eye 103.8, brought to you by Spinneys. We are exploring a whole world of food. We had a bit of Italian special with not one but two chefs joining us live in the studio to talk about their roots and how that translates to their menus. Chef Gregoire Berger was joining us talking about collaborations at his home at Oceano at Atlantis. What does it mean to have that Michelin star and what does the future hold? Meeting a startup from right here in Dubai who are on a bit of a mission to get you creating home-cooked Middle Eastern feasts. Courtney Brandt was on hand to talk about the latest food news. And Dubai Cares has an amazing initiative where you can eat and do some good. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We are going to Italy via Blue Waters this afternoon. We are talking all about Italian food this hour and joined in the studio by Chef Fabio Tramontana, the head chef at Venus Beach Club and Ristorante. You're going to make me very hungry, aren't you? I've got a feeling. How are you, Chef? Ciao, everyone. Yes, of course, I'm going to make you very hungry. I'm feeling want to eat more and more. Yes. All right, let's start at the beginning. You've been in Dubai 12 years. Where did you grow up? Well, I grew up in uh, Napoli, so between uh, Napoli and Sorrento, so very near to the to the coast. So from my window, I used to look at the sea, and from the other one, I used to well, see the volcano Vesuvio. Oh, so wow. it was a very nice, uh, very nice view. Yeah. So, so to the kitchen table, who was cooking, and what were you eating? Well. My mama was cooking at home, of course. She's the one who teach me everything about that and give me the passion for uh, for cooking. Mm-hmm. And first for eating, of course, uh, and then I start to cook myself. Tell us about some of the dishes. Because we think about Italian cuisine and there's often, you know, things that exist that perhaps aren't as authentic as real Italians uh, believe. What What were some of the dishes that your mum was cooking and that you were learning as a child and teen? Well, a lot of dishes. But uh, one I can remember, uh, I will never forget, is Napolitan lasagna that is a little bit different than a classic lasagna you find everywhere. So there is no ragu, no bolognese. So we do it with meatball, with the ricotta cheese. It's, a comp- it's our own way. I love the sound of that. Can we talk pizza? Yes. No. Well, I'm from Napoli. Exactly, area, so. that's why <laughs> I want to ask you, Chef. What, what do you consider to be the real deal? Well, the the pizza you never get it wrong, you never get it right. It really depends of the of your personal favor. Uh, I like, of course, the Napolitan pizza, so it's very soft and um, and soggy, I will say. But uh, most of people like with a touch of crunchiness, little char. Yes, yes. So, how does that translate to what you're bringing to Venus? As I said, there's bit, there's Beach Club, there's Ristorante. How? How do you feed people that are perhaps, you know, having their Instagram moment in a bikini and then other people who want to be having an Italian feast? Well, there we do uh, our own uh, pizza, okay? So we have a wooden oven, so this one helps a lot for the flavor. Uh, we also proof the dough for uh, almost 72 hours. So the dough is super light and it doesn't, it doesn't make you feel heavy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we cook the pizza a little bit longer, so it looks like a Napoletana, but you have a touch of crunchiness, just a little bit enough for you to uh, to have this uh, bite and the edge doesn't fall down. That's interesting. The edge doesn't fall down. What about folding? How do you feel about people using a knife and fork to eat pizza? No, 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 no. Pineapple- they, should, they should be banned. <laughs> they should be banned. <laughs> Pineapple on pizza? Oh no! No comment. He's gone very quiet. Uh, I think no comment is the best answer. (laughs) A good friend of mine, Piero, is from Milan, and he um, has been visibly outraged by some of uh, the things he's seen done to his beloved Italian cuisine, from putting cream in carbonara. 
Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. <laughs> well, I mean, if a guest really want to, uh, uh, the customers I, I, always I, I, right. I won't say no, but they're not. <laughs> a, a real carbonara has to be made like a room. Just egg yolk, pecorino romano, and and pepper. Oh Nothing else. No cream. No milk. No any other things inside. What about snapping? And of course, Yeah, <laughs> tell us about snapping spaghetti to put into a pan. Does that does that make you angry? Yes, of course. What about eating, uh, oh, I don't know, drinking cappuccino at the wrong time of day? No, 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 no. Oh, my goodness, he's getting, he's no, getting, well, he's getting visibly coffee. agitated. I don't drink coffee. No, no, How no. are you a chef and you don't I, drink coffee? No, I'm from Napoli, the place of coffee. So no, what? No, I don't. I don't like the flavour. I don't, I don't either. Mm. But what about tiramisu? Do you make an exception? Oh, yes, that's yes. Oh, okay, there of course. you go. Well, since when I was a child. So I was finished a full tray of tiramisu, no issue. But you don't feel that much coffee, right, <laughs> the tiramisu, because the sweetness and the cookies, so you won't really feel the flavor that much but it's one of my favorite dessert yes so you've got a very special pizza on the menu there at venus beach club and the restaurant as well what else is on the menu make us make, let's make tummies rumble across the uae oh well there is so many things nice like of course the most common and everybody loves is the burrata cheese and we do uh burrata is from puglia right but we want to give a touch of uh, of uh, napolitan of amalfi way so we put zucchini scapeche so a What's zucchini that? that we actually grill it and we take, do a marination with the with the vinegar. So it's very a bit sour and and tasty. Mm-hmm. So we do a very classic uh, side dish, I will say, uh, from Napoli, Napoli area. Oh, that sounds so. Amazing. That's for sure. Then we have the the prawn carpaccio. So with the raw prawns, that's also something delicious, super and, light, and very refreshing. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So pasta, of course, cannot be missed. Uh, from uh, a risotto mare or risotto funghi are our. Uh, Wow, wow, wow. How often do you change the menu? Because, you know, we're thinking about seasonality of produce, but also, you know, being outside in warmer weather or being outside in in cooler weather. How often do you take kind of the the passing seasons into account? Well, we change a couple of times, two, three times in a year, it depends. Uh, From the last menu, we got all positive feedback that we decide to keep a little bit longer. Uh, But for example, we decide to do a cold minestrone for the summer, right? Like a gazpacho spin. Yeah, kind of. But then a lot of people in the plenty of summer, so hot, they were asking anyway for the hot one. So we were doing, of course. But uh, seasonal in Dubai, I mean, because we have indoor that is full of AC. So even in the summer, you actually feel cold. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't work the same way as it works in uh, in, Europe. in other countries. Yeah. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We are having a bit of an Italian theme this hour and joining us in the studio is the head chef of Venus Beach Club and Ristorante. Uh, we've got Chef Fabio Tramontano. Am I close enough? Yes, yes. Very good, actually. Oh, phew. Can you teach us some Italian, chef? Sorry? Can you give me a little Italian lesson? Uh, yes. What would you like to learn? Um, how about... Ciao, buongiorno. Ciao, buongiorno. That's <laughs> the easiest one. <laughs> what about... Come stai? Come stai? How about have a good weekend? Uh, buon fine settimana. And slow that down for me. Buon fine settimana. Buon fine settimana. No. Too. Yeah, that doesn't sound that good, actually. <laughs> uh, enjoy weekend sounds more, more, more better. Yeah. Have a good weekend, folks. We are getting you in the mood for it with lots of foodie chat. Um, if anyone wants to create good Italian food at home, what are some of maybe three essential ingredients that every kitchen needs to have? 
Well, mm. the important thing for Italian is simplicity. So uh, basic, 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 like quality of the ingredient, whatever it is, doesn't matter, but it needs to be quality and don't put too much things. Like we don't use a lot of spices and things, just salt, pepper, and maybe some rosemary or mm. things like that to, to garnish the plate. Of course, if you want to cook pasta, you have to have but, uh, pasta whatever you like it. Mm-hmm. And tomato is the most common ingredient that we use. And a good olive oil. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Extra virgin olive oil. So speaking of quality ingredients, and you mentioned there are some of the beautiful dishes you've got there from, you know, making your own pizzas, but, you know, prawn carpaccio. How do you find it with sourcing and, and how important is that to you, chef? Well, Dubai is a very good place actually for ingredients. It's a uh, a lot of supplier, a lot of very high quality product. Uh, plus, supplier are ready to to bring you whatever you want. So, if you have a special request, they'll they will they will certainly do it for you. Mm-hmm. So, the quality of the ingredient you find in Dubai are very good. Sometimes even better than Italy himself. <gasps> yes. Oh my goodness, yes. your your chefs back home would not be happy to like, hear that. Like for example, in Italy is very area product, very regional product. Okay, so if you go to Napoli, you will have a, a, the best buffalo mozzarella, but not a very good burrata. So if you go to to Puglia, you will have vice versa, the best burrata ever but not a very good buffalo mozzarella. Here in Dubai, if you source the right ingredient, you have the best of everything. We were talking earlier about Stanley Tucci's show, Searching for Italy, which where he t- does exactly that, goes to different regions in Italy and talks about the dish or the um, the produce that made it famous. Do you watch cooking shows? Do you enjoy watching food on TV or is that not relaxing uh, for you as a uh, chef? Well, I, I don't have that much time to no, watch cooking. Know, but, know. you know, when you spend uh, so many hours in a kitchen, actually, you want to be a little bit away when you're home relaxing. Uh, tell me about uh, it. So, yeah, I don't watch that much, no. Chef, if we are going to come to Venus over the weekend, what is the one dish that we should eat to really understand you, Chef Fabio, on a plate? No, I cannot tell you just one. Oh, come on. Okay, make a meal for us. Okay, one meal. Okay. You start with the burrata, as we say. You have to taste it. Then you go to a nice seafood risotto with a touch of lemon to give the feeling of uh, uh, Amalfi Coast. A little uh, little citrus. Uh, Then Mm -hmm. if you want to have a pizza, you have to go for Brazaola and truffle pizza. Or even the Diavola is amazing. And to finish, our Delizia Limone. What's that, lemon? Delizia Limone is a very... Typical dessert from Napoli area. It's a very old one. When I was young, it was very popular. Now I will say it's a little bit forgotten. So we want to bring it back. What is it? And it's it's a it's a sp- very light sponge with a, a lemon chantilly inside. Mm. And we do it in our own way that looks like a lemon. So got a bit of an illusion going on. Yes. Yeah, so when you see this dessert, is the the simplicity and it looks like uh, you want to you don't want to taste actually because it's so beautiful. You have this lemon with just a little bit of crumble and simple and Italian. Oh, chef, you your work here is done. You've made us very hungry indeed. Thank you so much for your time today. Really do appreciate it. I know Fridays are especially precious for you, chefs. But have a wonderful weekend ahead, and uh, we'll see. I'll come to your office next. Thank you. Thank you so much. Chef Fabio is speaking to us. He is the man there at Venus Beach Club and Ristorante. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We're continuing our Italian theme this hour. And as both his and the restaurant names suggest, Chef Francesco Bagnato from Asola Restaurant in Jumeirah Island Clubhouse is here to talk Italian food. Chef, thank you so much for being here. How are you? 
Very good. Thank you so much. And I really do appreciate your time on a Friday. I know it's a very busy time, so it's to steal you away from the kitchen. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up. I grew up in south of Italy, in uh, Calabria, near Tropea, on the coast, like uh, one minute to the sea. Wow. What did that mean for the food you were eating? What kind of produce was uh, around you and, and who uh, was cooking? We have farm, so I used to go to my grandparents and collect uh, the ingredients that I want. That sounds like, so. uh, like a dream. Do you think that meant that you understood ingredients from a very early age? Very, very early age, yes. Mostly because my mother is a good cooker, so I used to stay behind to her, try the dish, and feeling that uh, when you cook, you express a kind of love. Mm -hmm. So from my mother, I learned that the food was different of the one I was used to eat around. That's interesting. That the, the extra ingredient is love. You've travelled a lot as well, and you've worked under some amazing mentors, including Massimo Baturo. And one of the big things you're very passionate about at Isola is sustainability. What did Chef Massimo teach you there? Uh, yes, I think uh, right now as a chef, uh, mostly to be a chef and create dish, is about also be very responsible and uh, try to... Don't waste food and try to be sustainable. Uh, somehow, all the restaurants have a lot of uh, bread from the uh, day, day before, mm -hmm. like yesterday bread, and use the next day to toast to make some uh, different kind of food. Can be soup, can be salad, can be many things. I think we as consumers always, we, I think we care more now. I mean, I'm not saying it's going to be a deal breaker that I am going to go to this restaurant because it's sustainable. I'm going to go to a restaurant because it's got great food or it's in, you know, the location that works for me. But I think it's it's a, a wonderful bonus to think about decisions yes, that are made in the kitchen. At the, at the end of the day, sure, you need to make uh, the guests super happy. Mm -hmm. But behind, you need to have a kind of culture, kind of uh, believe on something. And then you can express later to them, to let them understand what is behind. Make us hungry, Chef Francesco. Tell us about what's on the menu. Uh... When I'm a little bit upset, I go behind and I start to cook like crazy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I cannot do cook without spaghetti vongole. <gasps> it's one of the most favorite dish. I will love to serve creamy as we do in Isola with a touch of botarga on top. And uh, it's mm. one of the, my favorites. Now, in terms of the menu, what are some of the most popular dishes? With You've got some very loyal diners who live in the community in Jumeirah Islands, but people who are traveling, a lot of Italians coming to you as well. What are some of the big hits with your diners? Uh, also pizza. We have an amazing pizza, bread. Uh, most of the people, they're coming for pizza. We don't have pizza, which kind of pizza is a little bit long, different one. And we do crunch in the bottom, softener on top. And people love it. They're coming just what, for the pizza. What toppings? My favorite, I can say, diavola o burra de pomodori. Oh, classics. Absolute classics. What about desserts? Uh, tiramisu, of course. <laughs> I, I asked uh, Chef Fabio earlier about the key ingredients that any, any Italian chef needs to have in their kitchen to make something, not just, you know, excellent, but something really standard, like your mother would make. What what ingredients do you have at home or indeed the kitchens in uh, Jimmy Ryan's clubhouse? Um, I'm very picky about olive oil. Oh, why? What what do you need from a good olive oil? There is different kind of test of olive oil, so you can uh, express each dish a different kind of olive oil. So Tell us more. I don't. I, I used to think of olive oil. I don't know. When you oil. make raw fish, use a different kind of uh, olive oil. Uh, different, maybe light, when you used to put in the pasta to don't uh, be more stronger. 
for pasta. And I, I, I mean, I've heard even about um, there being olive oil sommeliers. So being able to talk about, you know, the specific farm where the olives are grown and the technique. And I, I just don't, I just haven't got that capacity in my mind. But this is obviously something you grew up with, that real respect of produce. And what about traveling onwards? Where else have you traveled that you've kind of brought influence back here to Dubai? Uh, tomato. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> tropea onion, don't miss him because it's our onion that uh, grow near to Mahiria. And uh, I love to use in the salad. The people uh, love it. They're not very strong. And uh, Well, thank you for bringing your, the flavors of your home, the love of your mother. Um, and if we're going to go to uh, Sola over the weekend, you mentioned there the vongole. Yes, of course. Anything else that people need to try to understand you on a we plate, do, Chef Francesco? We do daily fresh pasta. So all our pasta is fresh. Tagliatelle, tagliolini, uh, ravioli is uh, the way we grow up. So I cannot stay without and I suggest to, oh, to right. try. Right. Yeah, I was going to say, we can't just talk about it. It needs to be tried. Thank you so much for your time. As I said, especially on a Friday, really do value it. Get back to the kitchens now. Get back to your team. Get back to your diners and uh, get the vongole underway. It sounds fantastic. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. We love introducing you to the startups, the tastemakers and the chefs too. And what a chef we have for you this hour. Chef Gregor Berger is uh, the man there, executive chef at Océan Atlantis, which was earlier this year awarded Michelin star. And he's going to be collaborating with some international talent for a series of special four-hand dinners. Chef Gregor, how are you this afternoon? Hi, Elena. How are you doing? I'm good. Last time I saw you, we were both running around like crazy people <laughs> yes. at Gulf Food. Indeed. How did you find Indeed. it? I mean, it was great. I think it's, uh, it's always a place where I love to go every year. We meet some of the colleagues, the friends. It's great for the industry. A lot of people are traveling for that. So it's, uh, it's always great to be part of it, right? It's an, it was on a massive scale. And where we were yeah. in that kind of top table corner, seeing you know, some, of the, some real homegrown talent from right here in Dubai, doing demonstrations, having panels. And as you say, Indeed. a great chance to connect with chefs. And I wondered, what, what is that chef community like here in Dubai? Because in, my brother-in-law's a chef in, in London, and he's like always talking about, you know, everyone gets, everyone gets off, you go back to Soho, you're out until, you know, four o'clock in the morning, then you get up and do your shift again. And I feel like Dubai hasn't necessarily got that same kind of energy and centre to it, simply for geographical purposes. But what about the community? Uh-huh. I mean, that, uh, I think that everybody's on the same kind of Dubai vibe in a way that all the chefs are coming most of the time from different backgrounds, uh, I mean, uh, different uh, nationalities, you know, different restaurants. And, uh, and what I see is that at the end of the day, we're all into a vibe that is very moving forward. Everybody likes everything. Everybody, it's, um, it's, there is a really good, good relationship in between all the, all the chefs. And even myself, when I was in the legal food, I found myself with of my friend, Orfali, a lot of them, you know. And just like natural to meet you, so almost every week or two two weeks we are meeting each other at different uh, events, and it's like natural, you know. It's hugely exciting, and it's really encouraging to hear that there's this sense of collaboration rather than competition, which I think, you know, lends itself yeah. perfectly to the forehand dinners that you are going to be hosting. In fact, you had the first one last weekend at Oceano. For anyone who's not familiar with the concept, um, what is it all about, and what does it actually look like in practice with two incredible chefs in the same kitchen? So, first of all, when you speak about uh, in Dubai, there is no competition, and I truly believe there is no competition because, as I said, we're all coming from different backgrounds, and at the end of the day, we all have different restaurants, so it's not like in Europe, for instance, where 
most of the time Anima doing something that can could be similar, you know. Mm-hmm. And we're getting the collaboration that we do uh, in Oceano. It's very um, it's very exciting because I always try to have chefs that inspire me a lot and that I know uh, will be also well received on the culinary scene and on the on the foodies I would say in Dubai. But also it's most important for me. You know that um, there is two ways for chefs like me to keep learning in a way. There is mm-hmm. to dine elsewhere in order to try and uh, get different knowledge about food and services. But there is also the fact of bringing an, an amazing chef into your kitchen and, and working with him, interacting, interacting with him, having the possibility to brainstorm on dishes and so on, and also having people with very, very diverse backgrounds and experience and also reputation. So mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a big value for, for the team, for the chef before even thinking about the guests. I love the idea of chefs always learning, you know, whether it is going to someone else's restaurant or having a conversation over coffee or traveling to a different city, working under a different mentor. Yeah. This is this is a, a vocation, not just a job. You know, you're, you, you, no, you, your philosophy on food is going to change throughout your career and your influences, the lens that you work through, the space that you work in. Yeah. And we're very lucky to have you here in Dubai. And last, uh, last week you, you had Bjorn uh, Franzen with us. Tell us a little bit about how that dinner came together and what was on the menu. I mean, uh, Chef Bjorn has been uh, dining in my restaurant several times and he was appreciating what we were doing. He has also, and at least has been announced today, um, uh, a kind of a very massive collaboration with Atlantis uh, coming up. Mm-hmm. So it was the right time for him that never, never, never do collaboration to, uh, to do something uh, with another chef. And uh, it started this way, basically. And um, I met him in uh, Zen in uh, Singapore, where he has a three-star restaurant. I met him also in Stockholm. So it was like we knew it was already a prior, you know. And um, and then after when we started to speak about the menu, uh, I started. The, he told me the dish he wanted to do, and because I know very well his style, uh, having dining in both of his flagship restaurants, it was pretty easy for me to put a menu in place that will uh, go along with his identity. It's also a great challenge for me all the time because I don't do the ocean of food in a way when I do collaboration. I mm-hmm. do food that is close to the chefs that we welcome. So yeah. that's, that's so cool. That's you cool. you kind of meet in the middle. You're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Exploring the world of cerebral fine dining now with Chef Gwaga Burger. He has got 17 years of experience in everything from his Michelin-starred restaurant, Oceano at Atlantis, through to smaller resorts and all sorts of incredible innovations and imaginations. He's going to be collaborating with some other international talent for a series of special four-hand dinners. Um, Chef, I mentioned your Michelin star there earlier and we had an announcement from Michelin last night out of Abu Dhabi. As I mentioned, I don't know the Abu Dhabi dining scene particularly well because my husband refuses to go there because he works there. So this is an area that I've got no expertise or knowledge of at all. So I'm keen to get your take as someone who is very much plugged into that community. What was your reaction to the the announcements? I mean, I've been lucky to be uh, yesterday uh, into the event, so it's... uh, it's, uh... It's, uh, it gave me the same vibration and feeling of déjà vu of what has been done in June in Dubai. Uh, it, of course, it wasn't for lunch this time, but it was for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, the event was very, very nice, amazing lineup of chefs with the menu, um, and then the results. So, to be honest, I wasn't really uh, aware much about what's happening in Abu Dhabi. And uh, what I saw is that I guess I'm going to starve. There is 99 sushi, I think. That's yes. one as well. And uh, another restaurant called Talia, and uh, I can obviously. It was great to see Akasan. We have in, uh, in Atlantis, uh, of course, uh, our amazing Akasan that got to start in June to see that Akasan in Abu Dhabi got one as well. I was very happy about that for the team because I know them pretty well. Um, but yeah, I think it's pretty accurate. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, first, um, 
first award, I would say, because we know that Abu Dhabi, like uh, some other places, need a, a kind of a push in order to grow for the investors as well to finally start to really look at to, into the guest experience and, and, and starting to invest on, the, on people and on experiences, you know. So uh, I think it's, uh, it's amazing. It's a start. Uh, of course, it's, uh, in my opinion, I say it's accurate because also uh, it was a, a small selection. And we pretty much always wait. And I think that's great. I think, honestly, I think it would devalue the stars and the attention by scattergunning um, approach. So three, as we said, getting a Michelin star. There's been around 40 in the guide. um, And, of course, the bib go on as well. So I think this next year is where it's going to be really interesting, both in Abu Dhabi and in Dubai. Um, Let's talk about what's coming up, because you are running some incredible collaborations with some of the world's fellow best chefs. Um, what's, uh, What's on the menu? What's in the calendar for the next few weeks, Chef? So I must say that this year has been like the most exciting for me uh, in eight years. We've been doing almost every month amazing collabs. Uh, so we have next week Chef Julien Royer from Odette Three Stars in Singapore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julien, it's, uh, it's an overdue collaboration, I would say, it's like many years. I'm, I'm trying to make Julien coming with me. Uh, he was very busy, he got very successful, but he's a good friend of mine. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be on the 18th and 19th. And on December, we have the Chef Puyol. Uh, Enrique Olvera that will uh, that will be here with us cooking for the last of uh, this two, uh, the, uh, this uh, this year 2022. So it's going to be uh, incredible. I think this is. I think it's really important to stress. This is not going out for a quick bite. This is having your mind no. blown, being on taken on something of a culinary journey. And I think it's really be really interesting to uh, look yeah, at yeah, yeah. the two perspectives that you um, are going to be bringing yeah. to a shared kitchen. And I know you're not used to sharing a, a kitchen, so I'm, I'm interested to see how that's going to play out, but also to see how you are meeting in the middle and truly collaborating with the dishes that end up on the plate. Chef Gregor, thank you so much for sparing some time with us. It's uh, an absolute pleasure. And uh, have a wonderful service tonight yeah. and a brilliant weekend ahead. And if you do want details of Chef's um, future collaborations, it's Oceana at Atlantis The Palm Chef Gregor there, and you can um, drop me a little message 4001 I do believe there are still a few tables left but you are going to have to be fast if you want to score dinner with a couple of the best chefs in the world working together This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8 With Spinneys Eat well Live well And meeting now a company that's on a bit of a mission to help you be the best home cook you can with a real Middle Eastern slant. Hanya and Man set up Sumac to help even the likes of me, pretty poor home cooks, create something really special, heartwarming, something of a feast. Man Sadas is in the studio this afternoon, the founder and chief culinary enthusiast. I love that job title. How are you, Man? I'm good. Thank you, Helen. Pleasure to be here. Well, thank you for joining us. I love the idea of making food feel accessible, for presenting something to your family, to your friends and getting that moment of connection and that wow and the smell in a way that doesn't feel intimidating to to a home cook. Where did this idea come from? What did you feel was missing in the market? Well, uh, both my wife and I Uh, work all the time. We've got kids, we've got family, we've got extended family. uh, And we found that really shopping for the meal and preparing for it takes almost the same or in some cases more time Mm -hmm. than doing the actual cooking and enjoying Mm -hmm. the the cooking because cooking to me is, uh, is a joy. 
You're so lucky. Are you one of these people that gets into this state of flow and then an hour later you're just surrounded by bubbling pots and your shoulders have just sunk <laughs> and you're excited, whereas I'm there kind of juggling pots and, and worrying. Like you're saying about, am I measuring this right? Did I forget an ingredient? That's a big part of the stress for a lot of people. Yes, yes. So we decided that there is a, we saw that there is a gap in the market and we decided to fill in that gap by uh, offering people starting with friends and family and then expanding uh, prepped meals ready to cook uh, in a most easy and convenient way. Fresh ingredients prepared uh, just hours before they receive it. Uh, spices, sauces and marinades that are specially tested and tasted and uh, you know measured and all that. So all they have to do really is to enjoy the act of uh, cooking mm -hmm. and to enjoy a quality time uh, with their families around the uh, the dinner or lunch Having table. Having those moments of connection. I think that's, yeah, that is it's so, so important. Tell us about the Middle Eastern element because your your menu span, spans a number of, of countries. Tell us about putting it together. That's right. Uh, well, first, a little bit about myself. Uh, I was born in Damascus uh, and uh, came to Dubai at the age of seven. Old Having... timer. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, growing up, uh, watching both grandmothers produce wonders in the kitchen, I really learned a lot. And that really has increased my passion, has, has created the passion in me towards good food and, uh, you know, making good food, enjoying good food. Uh, living in Dubai and traveling abroad has widened that, uh, that, that, that passion and has really uh, honed my, uh, my taste to more exotic cuisines. I was exposed to Emirati cuisine, Moroccan cuisine, Persian, uh, of course, Syrian, Jordanian and Lebanese, something that I grew up with. Uh, all that has created me to uh, do more research, more testing and tasting. And I came up with actually two manuscripts for cookbooks. One of them was a Middle Eastern uh, cuisine, and the other is more focused towards fusion cuisine, which, which uh, basically gathers flavors from all around the world. Uh, I tried in the, uh, in the uh, Middle Eastern uh, cookbook to, to feature the dishes that I loved from different parts of the Middle East. Mm -hmm. Syria, Lebanon, Morocco, uh, Emirati food. And now you're making it even easier. We don't even need to follow the recipe. It's coming to our door ready to go. <laughs> so come on, come on, man, make us hungry. What are some of the big hitters on, this, well, on the sumac uh, kind of program, I guess? Well, one of, the, one of the salads, one of the most important salads that people love is the kisir or itch. It's a world-based salad with sour pomegranate molasses, olive oil, Yum. greens, uh, it's a little bit spicy, not like too chili much. Paste. Yeah, a little bit of chili paste to give it a bit of a kick. It's uh, very famous in Turkey and in uh, Syria, northern Syria and southern Turkey. Uh, another dish, which is one of my personal favorites, is the whole the samakehara. Samakehara is a Mediterranean dish uh, that's very famous in Syria, Lebanon, and Palestine. Basically, it's either whole fish or uh, or fillets that are baked and then finished, cooked again, baked again with a chunky sauce oh, featuring yeah. tomatoes, uh, coriander, fresh coriander, a little bit of spice, uh, garlic, lots of garlic, and of course, olive oil. That's your wow moment right there, presenting a whole fish to the dinner table. That's, <laughs> that, 
But that's but that's amazing. I think I think that's actually beyond what an awful lot of people think they could do. So I wanted to ask you, what kind of level of competency as a cook do you need to have in order to follow these recipes? Very basic skills because because we prepare everything. <laughs> everything is uh, prepped as much as possible, marinated. Even the whole fish, it's already uh, marinated with the spices. You just need to bake it, prepare mm-hmm. the sauce. Top it with the sauce and bake it again and enjoy it. And that's it. You don't need to clean it. You don't need to, to no. touch it if, you, <laughs> if you're squeamish. Question here from Michaela saying, this sounds amazing. How does it work? How does it work? Is it a subscription model? Can you do one off? It's, it, it's actually a non-subscription based. You can just go to the website and uh, if you choose to subscribe, that's fine. But uh, you can order as you go. You can just order for, uh, you know, two days ahead of time. You can plan for the whole month. It's entirely up to you. It's very flexible. What if you, can you, sorry, I don't know how to put this. Can you adjust portions? So say, you know, sometimes it might be you and your partner or you're yeah, a yeah, small definitely. family or maybe you're having a dinner party for definitely, 10 people. Definitely, definitely. It's portioned uh, for two, four and six people. Uh, this is the Middle Eastern uh, section and the fusion section. The festive section is featured for five people plus because it's meant for a larger yeah, group celebrations. of celebrations. Yeah. Huge congratulations on the launch of Sumac. For anyone, and we've had Thank a number of people so asking um, for how to find out more, um, the website's very easy, sumac.ae, and you can have a look at the full recipes on there and uh, feel very hungry indeed. Man, thank you so much. All the very best to Hanya as well. It sounds like you're working incredibly hard to make this your dream come true, but also make other people's lives incredibly easy as well. Thank you so much. What are you going to be eating tonight? Ah, tonight, itch, kasir, the burgal salad. Yes. And uh, there is a new uh, date salad coming up uh, in the National Day Banquet. We're calling it the National Day Banquet. It features uh, five different uh, dishes. A saffron roasted whole chicken. Oh, yeah. Machboos rice, uh, date and arugula salad with a lime dressing, lumi, they call it. Uh, a uh, yogurt condiment and a dessert made with coconut milk, rose water and saffron. Well, if you say you can have a basic level of cookery, I'm happy to take you up on that challenge and report back because <laughs> I am very poor in the kitchen indeed. Man, really, really do appreciate your time this afternoon. No problem. Have a wonderful weekend ahead. That website again, sumac.ae. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai I 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Joining us live in the studio to talk the latest food news, get you excited about where to go this weekend. And yeah, have a bit of a gossip as well, is food writer extraordinaire Courtney Bryant. Before we get to the headlines, especially the ones that happened down the road last night, Courtney, what always finds its way into your shopping basket? So this is a secret. Um, um, not anymore. It's, 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 it's a Biscoff, like a lotus chocolate cookie biscuit mm-hmm. it's okay it's it's in a little packet i don't know how i missed them for years and then now now they're they're always there they're so always it's, in, it's not the there's not the normal lotus biscoff no, thing uh, but the biscoff but then there's chocolate in the center oh gosh it's it's uh, there's they're in my house right now i opened it long. yeah exactly i went and bought them yesterday oops and now they are fast disappearing <laughs> i also get a cheese bread and um, we live in springs and so i always give one to my security guard oh there you go four germs very well spent mm-hmm. can you tell i buy them a lot because i know exactly how much they cost <laughs> um courtney we did have a big announcement last night michelin um announced it's it's roster really for abu dhabi full confession Okay, since you're confessing your foodie secrets, because my husband works in Abu Dhabi, we never go. Can I get him to do that drive at the weekend? 
under no circumstances. So I am completely ignorant of establishments in Abu Dhabi. So you will remember last week I made predictions. Yes. And I was two for three. Okay, so yes. t- tell us about, it's not a big list. And this is something no. that I really respect. Yes. This isn't handing out stars and bib gourmands and, you know, special notices willy-nilly. Yeah, it's, a, it's a tight, uh, respected list. So we've got we've got three one stars. Um, so Hakkasan Abu Dhabi. You called it? Yeah, I did call it. Uh, Talea by Antonia Guida. And a, a special shout actually to Chef Luigi because he was also recognised as the young chef to watch um, and he does great work so I, I fully believe that the surprise for me the other one star is 99 Sushi um, I had been maybe 2016 but I haven't been back but mm. congratulations to all the teams maybe need to go Yeah, as I said um, there were I think around 40 inclusions mm-hmm. um, three uh, three stars yes. um, given out and um, a couple of as you said special, special acknowledgements yeah, so the four Bib Gourmands um, I, I am not familiar the only one that is uh, familiar to me is Otoro which is a, a, a joint by Chef Akmal uh, so another another feather in the cap here and well deserved I saw him at school drop off the other morning he works incredibly incredibly hard he has um, 11 wood fire um, goldfish as well and consults internationally and yeah as you say another another uh, feather in the cap for yep. Abu Dhabi you're listening to Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8 with Spinneys eat well live well industry insider and food writer extraordinaire Courtney Brunt is in the studio this afternoon to answer my questions and give us the latest lowdown on, uh, on the food front now Speaking of food news, this is something that sent our WhatsApp group ablaze. Yes. This is not this is not just for the Americans. This is this is a universal pizza. Yes. Oh, uh, we have in town announced this week. We love a pit fire, garlic knots, uh, you know, literally in my top three food items uh, in this country. <laughs> pit fire, Michelle is doing a good job. She's got a gravy based Thanksgiving pizza starting today. 50 dirhams. I know what I'm ordering tonight. Oh I'm, I will report God. back. Courtney, honestly, I don't know what you've started here. If you get, <laughs> if you get home and they're sold out because of you talking about it on Dubai Eye, I'm going to get a very angry message. So yeah, guys, they can do no wrong. They can do no wrong. And Absolutely I know, I, you know, Bill, like Bill Michelle, the, the amount of work and attention that they put into their pizzas, which means it's going to be amazing. <laughs> they I, are good people yes. indeed. Okay. Gravy Thanksgiving Based. pizza <laughs> at Pitfire available today. If you want to send one to the studio, I wouldn't be mad. Right, let's talk news. Um, in fact, there's, awful, there's an awful lot going on at the minute. Um, let's talk about Stanley Tucci. Oh, anytime. Anytime. Yes. Let's, let's look at Stanley Tucci. Let's talk about his food. Let's talk about his films. Let's talk about his lockdown kind of drink, Beverages, drinks yes. uh, situation, which is amazing. But he's taking his love of food to the UK. He is. What's uh, your take on this, Courtney? So I'm searching for Italy. Uh, it had its second season uh, air this year. He is giving wit and wisdom and care and diversity and going into the different provinces and towns of Italy and really getting into what is the dish that made this famous? What history do we have with some of these? And telling incredible stories. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in his pitch campaign, uh, he said, yeah, I'd love to cover the United Kingdom as well. <sighs> Stanley. So, 
give you a tour? Because I think there are a lot of, I, I'm not going to speak for, you know, all of, all of Britain, but I think there are certain reputations about certain oh, foods. Yeah. We had a horrible food <laughs> reputation for a very long time. And I would say some of it was quite well deserved, but we've turned a massive corner. I think what's really interesting about what he did in Searching Fitly was talking about those, those regional dishes. So for where I'm from in Northumberland, for example, we do this amazing smoked, um, kind of smoked haddock mm-hmm. in Crusta, um, like kippers. Um, but, you know, from, you know, pies to pasties, hot pots. It's um, He's going to have a great time. He's going to come back about 10 kilos heavier. But Stanley, I cannot wait to see this unfold. Absolutely. Now, I want to just quickly talk about um, the humble resealable bag. <laughs> yes. Are you someone that washes yours out and then reuses? So if it's for the freezer, mm-hmm. I will get at least two or three uses in. If it's for wraps, it will also get reused, but I don't wash them, no. I, I'm part of the problem. I'm not judging at all. I, I Sometimes I wash and reuse mine. Sometimes if it's had like particularly smelly cheese or smoked salmon or something, I'm like, no, that's it's served its purpose. It's, yeah. it's time has come. But it is a bit of an interesting topic and a billion dollar industry. That's, that's the thing that shocked me. So if we're looking at there's this article in on taste and so resealable bags, I would call them by my favorite name, Ziploc, because mm-hmm. that's the, the real name. One point six billion dollars annually. Yes, it's single-use plastic, but the title of this article is kind of like, what is the replacement? Why can't we quit Ziploc? I got some really good resealable pouches from Tavola. They're quite kind of rubberized. The stasher. Yeah, the stasher. Yeah, they're fantastic. Yeah. But they're, they're not cheap and you need quite a lot of them to be able to accommodate all of your storage needs. Yes. So, yeah, okay, just very quickly, because we've only got a minute, Courtney. Where are you going this weekend? Or, alternatively, where have you been recently that you think deserves a shout-out? So, uh, I went to Blind Tiger, which is kind of like a speakeasy, very cool vibe at uh, Jumeirah Al-Nassim. Next week, it is off to Oceano to try the Wanderlust menu. And then, potentially, Tresson Studio has a collab with St. Hubertus, a three-Michelin star restaurant from North Italy, uh, that will be later in the month, I think the 23rd and 24th. So, I'm stacked till the end of the month. (laughs) Speaking of gaining 10 kilos between now and Christmas. (laughs) Thank you so much, Courtney. Always an absolute pleasure. If anyone wants to sign up for your mailing list, you round up wherever you've been recently, but also some of the latest food news and big bits of gossip. What's the best way of getting in touch? You can follow me, of course, on Instagram at underscore Courtney Brandt underscore and check those links at the top for anything you could need or want to know about food. Thank you, superstar as ever. Have a fab weekend ahead and uh, report back on where you've been. This is Farmer's Kitchen on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Spinneys. Eat well, live well. Dubai Cares is going to be raising funds for its school feeding programmes by giving proceeds from seven unique dishes prepared by renowned chefs in seven restaurants across Dubai. So it's about dining, feeding, educating. It's also a book as well. So where can you go in order to eat and do some good? Joining us line now is Amal Alretha, Director of Donor Relations and Partnerships at Dubai Cares. Amal, how are you? I'm good, thank you, Helen. How are you? I'm really well. I'm, I think this is such a wonderful initiative. I think I'm, I'm never about, you know, food being a guilty pleasure, but this sounds like it's something that's doing some some real good when you go out for a meal. Tell us a little bit about some of the chefs and restaurants you're working with. Sure. So Dubai Cares launched the Dine Feed Educate campaign in partnership with award-winning author Flavel Montero. And the objective of the campaign is to actually raise funds in order to provide underprivileged children globally with school feeding and nutritious meals in order to enhance their access to education as well. Mm -hmm. 
Now, the initiative, as you rightly mentioned, was launched on October 16th, which marked the World Food Day. And it will be running until the 31st of December uh, this year. The, the campaign, you know, offers diners from across the UAE with a platform uh, to turn their love of gastronomy into an opportunity to empower underprivileged children uh, through access to quality education. As we know that when you actually, and we realize this as well through our global programmatic mm-hmm. interventions, that when you provide a child with a healthy, nutritious meal every day, it, it acts as an incentive for the parents to send their children to school, knowing that my child will be receiving a meal on a daily basis, as well as gaining access to education. So such programs really helped us in increasing enrollment rates. And we very much hope that through this campaign, we could rely on the support of the community to reach as many children as possible globally and provide them with a chance to a better future through education. Really, really beautiful idea. Um, And... Well done, I, th- I think, is, uh, is, is well deserved. So where are you, where can we find these seven dishes? And are they marked in the menu? Have you got a Dubai Cares logo in there? So we know that we're doing some good when we choose it. Yes, definitely. Um, we're very happy that we have seven participating restaurants with us. And each of the dishes um, have been finely curated by renowned chefs in honour of the UAE Seven Emirates. And, of course, food lovers from across the country can support the campaign by visiting any of these participating restaurants and asking for the Dubai Cares dish. Most of these dishes are also marked on the menu, so they're quite visible. And, of course, the proceeds from the sale of these dishes will be donated in support of the campaign and our programs globally. The the restaurants include a mix of cuisines, um, such as Asian, Japanese, Italian, French, Indian, Greek and British, and the list of participating restaurants include Three Fins, Belcanto, uh, Brasserie Baloud, Mint Leaf of London, Dubai, Mythos, Taiko Dubai, and The Nine. Wow, some of my faves in there, I have to say. So, <laughs> so massive congratulations on that collaboration. As I said, um, there's a book as well. Tell us a little bit about that if people aren't able to dine out but still want to support the cause. They can definitely also download the book, which has been prepared by Flavel. Um, most of these, you know, the recipes of these dishes are actually featured in the book itself. So if they participated or they um, attended any of these restaurants and ordered the dishes, they can definitely find the recipes of these dishes in the book itself. Um, so we're trying as best as we can to engage um, our food lovers, our listeners, the community of the UAE at large in this campaign and um, turn their love for food into um, an, uh, an opportunity to extend their support towards a noble cause. Tell us a little bit about the focus on school meals. I've had a question here from Zainab saying, which countries are you focusing on? That's a really good question because, I mean, my goodness, unfortunately, there's countries all over the world where you can't take it for granted that a child's going to be able to have a meal at school. And as you said there, you know, it goes hand in hand with education and concentration and care. So where are the countries that you're going to be focusing on with this Dubai Cares initiative? Well, Dubai Cares at the moment works in 60 countries around the world and we reach 21 million children. So the funds from uh, that are raised from this campaign will be donated towards our global programmatic interventions and the primary focus of it will be to provide school feeding. 
Unfortunately, the lack of access to nutritious school meals affects the futures of millions of children around the world. Mm -hmm. And our school feeding programs have helped in providing an incentive for most of these vulnerable children to return to school. So they, they, through this campaign, the community will be contributing towards improving school attendance and enrollment, decreasing economic burdens on families, improving the nutrition levels of children in countries where malnutrition and stunting is widespread, and of course, supporting the local economies. Thank you so, so much. For anyone that wants to find out more, check out the, the ebook or, of course, find the list of restaurants where they can go along and eat for good. What's the best way of exploring more, Amal? Well, we always encourage the community to, of course, check our website because most of the information is over there and also um, follow us on our social media channels. Most of or all, actually all of the participating restaurants are featured on our social media channels, including Instagram um and um, you know twitter and the rest so um for anyone who is interested we really encourage you to follow us um to keep up to date with you know the restaurants that are participating the amount of funds that are being raised um the dishes as well uh, that oh, you may order we, we haven't we haven't made people hungry amal but i can tell you for three fills it's a wagyu kebab uh, mint leaf is doing a sun-dried paneer tikka uh, we've got feta and filo at mythos uh, Takeo dubai is doing a sashimi sushi and the nine is doing a herb roasted english lamb loin with a crispy croquette so it sounds absolutely delicious and as you say for an incredible cause amal really do appreciate your time this afternoon all the very best to you and the team at dubai cares keep up the good work and uh, kudos to the chefs and restaurants involved a fun Fantastic cause indeed, as they dine, feed and educate. Amal Al-Rada, their Director of Donor Relations and Partnerships at Dubai Cares. Thanks for being with us on this episode of Farmer's Kitchen. You can tune in live every single Friday afternoon between 2 and 5 on Dubai Eye 103.8.